Welcome, everybody, to Second Star to the Right, a D&D actual play adventure where five heroes from this world and beyond are drawn to the magical realm of Neverland and a race against time to recover a fallen star. I am uh, the co-creator, Andrew, player, whatever I am. I'm glad to have you here with us. We're super excited to be playing. Uh, we've had some different one-shots we've been doing. We took some breaks, so we're excited to have the whole cast back to dive back into the magical world of Neverland, a world of intrigue and danger and gnomish raves, maybe? We'll find out. All of that and more tonight <laughs> on Neverland. Um, but before we dive into that, I want to give a big shout out to the uh, to the main sponsor for this season of Second Star to the Right. That is Demiplane, demiplane.com. Go check them out. Um, not only are they the best way to find a game, if you want to play a tabletop game with a group of people online or you want to use a tool in person, they have a fantastic tool set that you can use. Um, if you are playing remotely, they've got great video chat. They've got great shared inventory and uh, text chat, which actually is super useful because you can like text and chat without the DM scene. The DM can like message people. They've got built-in safety tools. Um, it, it's a fantastic place, not just to play, but to find other people to play with. And they just announced last week, and, I, I, and I'm afraid that I will say the wrong thing. I should have looked before I said this. But uh, Deborah Ann Wall, Deborah Ann Wall, um, fantastic DM, uh, star of True Blood and co-star of uh, Daredevil and just a fantastic person, is running games on Demiplane. Um, I don't know if there are still spots available, but she did tell me that she is opening up more. So I will find a link and drop it in uh, Twitch chat at some point. She's running these custom, like super puzzle heavy adventures um, that you can play in one one shot. You can play in all four one shots and they're like interlinked. So they're cool puzzles to discover. Uh, but she and many other cool people I hear are coming to, to run awesome games on Demiplane. So go check it out. Demiplane.com. Follow them on social at Demiplane RPG. Once I find that while we're playing, I'll drop the link in chat. But uh, we very much appreciate them for bringing the show to you and for helping us uh, support our performers and our and our crew and all the awesomeness that happens. So thank you, Demiplane. And without uh, further ado, I will throw it over to Joe. Thank you, Andrew. I want to give another quick couple shout outs to our other sponsors of the show who make sure that we run our show clean and smooth and, and everybody is, is paid and supported. That's a part of the show. Um, a big thank you to Laser Wolf Attack, uh, which is led by the creative mind of Andrew McLean. Andrew McLean makes comic books that are fantastic. I'm sporting this Volume 2 Headlopper tee um, called the Crimson Tower, which is a very D&D Legend of Zelda inspired storyline where the main character teams up with other heroes to challenge the Crimson Tower, a dungeon crawl with death, with destruction, with liches, with berserkers, with massive battles, one-on-one -on -one fights. It's awesome. It's definitely my favorite volume of Headlopper. Head over to Laser Wolf Attack, not only to pick up Headlopper comics, but to pick up sweet apparel like this shirt i'm wearing also a big thank you to black oak workshop the official dice sponsor of second star to the right uh if you've been watching the show in any capacity you've probably heard all the cast and myself brag about our awesome black oak workshop dice because they are awesome they're large they feel nice in your hand they've got big numbers so you can easily read them when rolling and they have a variety of different themes 
um, from pop culture references, D&D oriented, and, and a variety of others. Uh, head over to blackoakworkshop.com to pick up your dice, your embroidered dice bags, and other sweet loot. Um, and two smaller quick shout outs. First Aid Comics, a sponsor of the show. If you need comic books, trade paperbacks, uh, volumes, back issues, whatever you need, you can head to their website, uh, firstaidtaylor.com. They ship across the continent. If you need comic books, they're an awesome place to check out. And to Hero Forge, who makes custom miniatures for our adventure. All of our player characters and important PCs like Hook have all been custom made by Hero Forge uh, and their fantastic platform for custom minis. So thank you, sponsors. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you for everyone in the Discord that chats with us when we're not playing D&D. And I think without further ado... Please join us on another adventure to Neverland. Last session, our adventuring party exploring the island of Neverland recovered from their confrontation with the pirate lord, Captain James Hook. After losing their star fragment, realizing what they are up against, the party realized they needed allies. They need help, and it has to come from the island of Neverland. Having encountered friendly gnomes before near the island center, the group sets out from the sandy shores of Shipwreck Cove inland through the thick jungle of Neverland to find the hidden gnome hamlet. Along the way, uh, our group found a few pieces of key loot as well, a pearl from an elephant clam that can store magical spells inside. We found boots that bypass difficult terrain and a mustache wax kit. Uh, we also encountered a mysterious well 
that turns items and possibly creatures into stone as Talith spent a little too much time flying towards the sun and who's now toe toes toe toe Toast. Oh, I legit forgot about that. So, yes. Thank toe. you. Yeah, Alice, it, was, it was. I believe it was one toe. Yeah, right? one big toe has completely yeah. been petrified, turned to stone. Um, after reconvening, the group set out toward the river that divides the island of Neverland, where we encountered an old gnome fishing through the moving water, who was attacked by a creature lurking underneath the water's surface, a crocodile uh, who Helen Kalimod and ripped the, the still ticking heart out of. Um, and after saving this gnome, uh, the gnome told you a, a little bit more about the gnome village and that a password is needed to enter the gnome hamlet. And that password is Shaggy Waggy. Shaggy Waggy. We pick up today's session where we left off. In the middle of the island of Neverland, just crossing the river where we encountered the gnome. We're about maybe four hours to the area where the gnome hamlet lay hidden. We know walking into this portion of the jungle that it can be dangerous and difficult to find the gnome hamlet, but can be rewarding with a well-earned long rest and maybe some new allies to help in the group's endeavor to recover all five fragments of the fallen star. As we pick up today's session, the group has just finished crossing the river, drying their wet clothes, reorienting themselves in their position on the island. It's still early in the morning, around 9 a.m., the sun's still beating down, piercing through the jungle canopy. At this area of the island, you hear a lot of natural sounds, uh, large birds cawing, uh, insects buzzing, hugging tree trunks uh, of, the, of the low vine swinging trees. There isn't a clear footpath no uh, uh, easy way to traverse across this area of the jungle. And the group has to fall in a single file line, one, to move with any sort of ease, and two, to not lose sight of one another. As we're stepping through the underbrush and dodging the low-hanging branches and swinging vines, is there anything our adventurers want to do uh, before we continue our journey to locate the gnome hamlet? Yes, Helen. Am I still big? Uh, I think that spell lasts one minute. Okay, so no. So I would say no. Uh, okay. Sadly, Helen, you are you are not big. All right, thank you. You want to be big again? No, I just thought, you know, I might be crashing through the foliage if that's the case. Because <laughs> I'm like 13 feet tall. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's great. That's fine. Helen, uh, it should be noted, um, it, you, the group has moved about an hour away from the river. Um, and that alligator heart that you ripped out of the chest of that small gator is still ticking like a clock. And, and if it's not inside a pouch, the ticking is like loud and rhythmic and, and in time. And it's gets very, depending on, you know, your character personalities can get very irritating and annoying. Um, but once you put it inside like a concealed area, like your, your pouch or your bag, 
you can't hear the ticking. I'm uh, tossing it in the air like a ball as we nice. walk. <laughs> and it's just, for the last hour, heat, humidity, insects, trees, bushes, dirt, sweat, and ticking from an alligator heart. Does anybody have any issues with Helen right now? <laughs> I would be using this to like, like march in time and kind of like, mm, 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 with the beat like this, like most of the time. Um, but I would also like, does it sound like a normal heartbeat? Like what I would expect? Or does it sound like mechanical or something? No, it's it doesn't resemble a, like a heart, a normal heartbeat at all. It is like a mechanical wind up clock okay that's tick 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 yeah i'm like mechanical but does, then like does it look like a heart or yeah, does it no, look it, like some it looks like an alligator heart and i would imagine okay. all of you would know what that looks like so i don't have to explain what uh, alligator heart looks like um okay. but yes it is an organic organ that is clicking like a mechanical clock okay yeah very well um, Helen, I would imagine, unless anyone would say otherwise, you're leading the pack as you're tossing your heart clock. Not necessarily, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> uh, so no? <laughs> we do have a pinpoint on the map. The old fisherman gnome gave you a generic location. I'm not the map person. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever has been like hand charting uh, the the area of Neverland that we've been on, um, maybe that Talith. That would Shifra. make sense. I think Shifra, Shifra was. Yeah, I think Shifra's been. Would it make sense that Talith is keeping track of anything? Yeah, that's fair. I thought you know sailor that sort of thing, but definitely Shifra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Shifra, you know, well, make a quick survival check and roll with advantage since you're using the hand star chart slash map that you've been uh, filling in as we go. 15. You expect that the group is probably three hours, uh, you know, on foot away from the general location of where the gnome hamlet should be. Um, continuing in the same direction, although it's, it's difficult to walk, it's relatively easy to navigate. It's an island, mm -hmm. you know, only so many places mm -hmm. to go. Um, yeah. So... Shifra, would you say you're leading the group then as we're traveling single sure. file? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Natural 20. Ooh, dang. Okay. So okay. 27 total. Absolutely. The sound of the rushing river behind the group dies out as the hour turns over. It's 9 a.m., and the sound of the ticking heart is all you hear for that amount of time as well. Suddenly, Shifra, you stop the group and turn to Helen and would want to direct her to conceal the ticking heart because you hear commotion from creatures coming through a clearing not too far in front of you. Okay, so I'd stop the group in yeah. a very directive manner, turn around and say, put that away. There's creatures. They can hear us. I, I, Dante's got the bag, so I toss it to Dante. I, oh, all right. Uh, I'm gonna put it in the bag. 
Thank you. <laughs> and Shifra, uh, as the group dies down, um, you can either direct yourself or, or another group mate to maybe sneak up to the small clearing edge to to perceive what is making this commotion. It sounds like a group of beasts are okay. rumbling, uh, maybe even okay. fighting. You hear what sounds like cawing and pecking, and then what sounds like buzzing coming from large wings. Okay, Talith. Talith, do you want to go? Do you want to go scout ahead and see what's going on up there? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Obviously. I, I picked you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I go, I go, I definitely go. Very spry and not stone-toed at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Talith, make a stealth check, please. Wow. Let's do this. That is a five, so 13. Not only does Black Oak Workshop dice roll well if you're a player, but it rolls well for players when uh, the DM is rolling them, because I just rolled two nat ones on perception checks. Mm. We like and as you approach the clearing, Talith, you see the cause of the commotion. One gigantic insect, a praying mantis the size of like a Clydesdale horse, is being swarmed by four almost equally large birds. These birds resemble vultures with red feathers and black skin. They're buzzing around this giant mantis who is just helplessly swiping its scythe-like claws at the birds who fly away and keep a safe distance. You see, like one bird will get a little closer, distracting the mantis, while another bird on the flank swoops down and pecks the back of the mantis, drawing blood from the creature. Was there a mantis in the Iron Mines? Is that there what we... was a mantis in the Iron Mines. If you recall, you and uh, Genevieve encountered this creature that was ravenous, rabid, foaming at the mouth as it was consuming mushrooms. Make an insight check, Talith. Let's see if you can it's identify it. mate wasn't there for it to eat, right? Classic. That's how that works. Yeah. Insight check? Yes, please. Mm, nine. Insect check. Uh, but you know what? You know what, Joe? I'm feeling so darn lucky today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's a three. A three. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, it's hard to tell if this sure. mantis resembles the rabid mantis you saw um, because it's in a situation where you can't like get a good you know, vibe check from it. <laughs> it's panicked and fighting for its life against these birds sure. who like all four of them together could lift up and fly away with Helen. Big. I, then I, I, uh, who, who did I mind link to? I think it was to Helen and yeah, Helen gave me permission to mind link last time. And I don't remember who the other person was. So I'm just going to, if it's okay with you, roll a D4 and pick a random person. That's fine. Who I would have, who I would have done my psionic whispers to. Uh, so that's going to be Helen and Shifra. Uh, and I'm just gonna yell back mentally, "Come help! Come help!" And I'm gonna, I'm gonna run in. I'm gonna throw some, some psychic energy stuff at, at one of these birds and try and make myself big to scare them away. Excellent. 
um, with that, anyone who wants to join the fight, roll initiative as we jump into an encounter. Better. 15? Oh, uh, no, 16. Uh, Talith, I'm going to put you first automatically since you're sort of sparking the fight here, if that's okay. Sure. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I accept that. 11. Also 11. Also 16. We live. Yeah, Look we are live. I right, just looked to my left and I saw myself. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Clean your shit and up, everybody. All five star fragments recovered. The group can finally find them together. I can't believe we had to sacrifice Dante to like <laughs> do that, but man, was it worth it? Yeah, I'm an apparition now. So the, the, <laughs> I ascended true illusions to become an apparition. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, we had a little uh, little tech issues. It happens. We appreciate y'all hanging out. We're going to dive back in. I think we just rolled initiative. We sure did. Recall. We yes. did. Uh, and we did. Tal- and if you're listening on the podcast and I didn't clarify, power went out on our Twitch stream and we're back now. So just uh, everything that was edited out for you, so you really don't know anything. So just uh, here we go, initiative. Tal, if you run into the fray, uh, potentially trying to help this mantis who's being outnumbered by these red devil vultures, um, you make an intimidation check to try to scare them off. And you said you were like kind of waving a weapon or anything like that, or I, I said that I tried to fire off one of my like uh, one, one of my psionic uh, blasts as I yelled. Excellent. And hollow. I'll give you the option of either using that as an attack or using that to give yourself advantage on your intimidation check as like a scare tactic. Ooh, advantage. I like that. Excellent. Uh, You can roll your intimidation with either strength or charisma, um, depending on how you would intimidate the creature. (laughs) (laughs) You're sweet. All right. Let's roll both of those up. Okay, a 13 and an 18 plus. Uh, So 21. 21 as you charge in give me the full flavor the full description (laughs) and one of these red devil vultures just takes off through the trees in a panic not knowing what was coming out of the jungle from behind it um as it's gone three still remain um, Talith, you moved 30 feet from the tree line into the clearing to join this fight. Uh, use your action to intimidate. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, I usually can do a bonus action um, that will be either. Okay. Mark one of these things. Excellent. You pick. No, Joe, I used Hunter's Mark last game. We haven't rested. Yeah. Haven't I, rested yet. I don't use Hunter's Mark. That's okay. You yeah, try, but there's no fuel in the tank. Uh, Help, anything else? No, I cry. As you begin to cry, your intimidation ruse wears off as one of these red devils swoops down at you while the other two target the mantis. This large red feathered bird swings down with its hooked sharpened beak and hits you on its attack roll dealing what was that was that roll 
Do you have a mechanic that can alter the roll? It was a 19 with its oh, bonus. No, I just, you had to think about that for a while, didn't you? Okay, no, that's fair. All right, that hit me. Wow, okay. I mean, we can we can hit you a bunch more times if you want. I can just start naming numbers, you know? He's already crying, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Talith can cry some more as seven points of piercing damage scrape and puncture uh, Talith sure. on his shoulder and upper arm. God, now my upper arm, I yell out. <laughs> um, Talith, make a insight check again. Okay. Oh, uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Excellent. As blood draws from your fresh wound, you notice the other red vultures quickly smell the blood in the air, like a shark sensing a wounded fish in the water. These birds like to gather up against wounded prey. Um, excellent. The other two attack the mantis. They make their attacks. And you see the mantis sort of like flutter with its wings one way, dodging two sharp talons coming in, but flying right into another bird as it gets swiped by the other vulture. Uh, you see like kind of like the sappy blood ooze drip from the wound on the mantis. Um, the mantis retaliates, though, not ready to back down from this fight, as it lashes out with its scythe blade arms. Wow, okay. Mantis with the nat 20. Attack, attacking who now? One of the vultures. Oh, okay. oh the mantis was, okay. <laughs> okay. This as the time. mantis dodges one way, fights through the wound of one of the red devils and with one clean decisive swipe of its scythe claw decapitates a red devil as the large vulture bird body slumps and thuds into the ground the head bleeding rolling past the mantis's many legs that's a decapitation folks uh <laughs> next up is dante then shifra dante <laughs> How do I follow up a decapitation? <laughs> you put the head back on. Oh, okay. Mage hand put the head back on for intimidation. No, I'm not going to do that. Dante, you are 35 feet away from the fight right now in the cover of the clearing, of the mm -hmm. jungle, sorry. Uh, the fight is happening in the clearing. You see two birds, one attacking Talith, one attacking the Mantis. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to cast my acid arrow. So I'll peek out of cover and I'll yeah. look over. Um, I'll be like, is that boy crying? Yeah. You need to stop crying before you keep getting hit. And I'm just going <laughs> to fire an acid arrow towards one of the ones that are near ta uh, Talith. Excellent. Please make your, is that an attack roll? Is that a save from the bird? I believe it's a, it's an attack roll, but even if I miss, I do like half damage. So. Oh, nice. I didn't that know the acid, acid arrow did that. As much as these tears. Sweet. Uh, that is a 15. A 15 hits the red devil vulture. All right. So 4d4. And then I'll do this first. So six plus three. Uh, so nine points of acid damage. And then um, I'll just roll the acid damage. Well, no. It, it gets 2d4 acid damage at the end of its next turn. So, well have to remember awesome that. yeah so it gets to do its turn and then it takes the damage yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Um, you moved uh, 10 feet to get uh, sort of into the fray there, uh, poking out of the woods. Is there anything you want to do? Move 10 feet back. Excellent. Jump right back into the tree line. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. Um, Shifra, you are up. Helen, you are on deck. Okay, so one vulture ran away and one has been decapitated, right? Correct. Leaving two okay. vultures. One it's attacking okay. the mantis, one attacking Talith. Okay. I will cast... Um... Let's see. I will cast Guiding Bolt at the one attacking Talith. Sure. From where I am. I want to stay hidden. Excellent. Okay. So... I roll to attack. Is that what happens? Uh, I guess I double check the spell. Make sure... Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, it takes... Go ahead, yeah, roll range spell attack and add your range spell attack bonus. Okay. So that's going to be 19 plus things, uh, so 26 to hit. 26 hits the red feathered vulture. All right. Um, So then it takes... Uh, It takes... Hold on. Uh, 19 points of radiant damage. Um, Shifra, describe to me the killing blow. <laughs> so from behind this tree, I'm like, like at this one attacking Talith, and it gets it like right in the like tender spot up here, and you just see feathers kind of like, <laughs> like just explode. In a flash of light and a splash of acid, the vulture is reduced to a pile of burning feathers. All right, and I think that's it for me. Don't have any relevant bonus actions, so I'll just stay hidden. Excellent. Helen, your turn, then Genevieve. Okay, so as I come into the clearing, I have no idea which thing we're supposed to be fighting. Uh Because <laughs> that information was not provided to me. Um <laughs> So, uh, just seeing the bird, I'm gonna take my bullwhip and I'm just gonna crack it as loud as I can to try to scare it off. Excellent. Uh, um, are you like moving as close as you can to the bird, hanging back? I'm moving a bit closer, probably just to wherever uh, Talith and sure. the rest yeah. of the gang are. You're uh, in line with Talith there, uh, a good uh, 25 feet away from the vulture. All right. I just want to crack the whip as loud as possible. Absolutely. Make an intimidation check. Since you're using the whip to aid the check, you can roll with advantage using strength or charisma, but I think we all know what Helen is going to use. Could it possibly be? (laughs) Uh, uh, 16. 16 against the vultures 11. Um, Give us the flavor. Uh, so I walk into the clearing, and I'm like, Hey! I don't know who we're fighting, but back I say! Back! <laughs> and as the whip cracks, the vulture's wings flap, rustling the many trees around it as it flies into the sky past the, tr- the trees above. Um, with all four vultures dispatched, um... Helen, if there was anything you'd, else you want to do, I, I'd let Genevieve do something before we end the encounter round. 
Uh, I just want to say, uh, are we are we also fighting the mantis? Uh, sh should I go hit it? Am I am I allowed to reply? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I allowed to reply? No. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, carry on. Genevieve, anything you want to do uh, at the end of the initiative here? Um. No, I'd say Genevieve was just trying to run up to see what exactly was going on and was here too late. She missed all the fun. Not a uh, problem. As the birds fly away, two carcasses left behind, the other two birds flying back into the jungle, the mantis turns around um, and sees you standing there, Helen, I imagine, with hammer and whip in hand. Sorry, you're muted. Just whip? <clears throat> just whip. Yes, you just oh, whip. good for you in your lip reading. Yes, just the whip. <laughs> <laughs> the mantis takes like one step closer to you and then sort of like raises itself on its six legs to sort of like match your height. It's tucking in its its scythe claws and sort of like looking at you, turning its head, its large beaded eyes, um, almost like shifting as its mouth is clicking. Helen, uh, make an insight check. In fact, uh, all of you can make an insight check as you, you would all witness this. Five. Good thing I asked everybody to make an insight check. <laughs> uh, 17 for me. 25. 12. Wow. It was a 20 until Shifra's was cooler. Yeah. Um, frankly, everyone except Helen, um, really picks up on the body language of this mantis. Although it's like sort of trying to make itself look better, it's not in an intimidating fashion. It's not lashing its scythe pincers out or, or buzzing its wings. It's more trying to just like get on Helen's level and almost like show a sign of like affection or, or compassion for helping it. Down boy, sit. Now, uh, Helen, that's that, um, that's that, like, compassion, huggy mantis, uh, expression. I'm not going to hug it. It has knife arms. No, I don't think it's you should. It's just saying thank you, I call out from behind the tree. Oh, uh, you are very welcome, I say to the mantis. Excellent. <laughs> Helen, make an animal handling check. Okay. Uh... Natural 19. Fine. Okay. <laughs> the mantis sort of like steps to the side, opening up like the pathway through the clearing to continue the group's journey north towards the gnome hamlet, but doesn't like run away. It, it's almost like turning as if it's waiting for you to leave. Oh, oh, th this way. Oh, all right. Uh, thank you. I tip the hat I'm not wearing at the mantis and <laughs> skirt around it and continue to walk forward. Sure, as you walk forward, uh, perhaps the rest of the group starting to follow, uh, the mantis actually like cuts in line of the group and gets directly behind you and is following you, Helen, matching your pace. Huh. It's uh, it's still behind me, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yep, mm -hmm. right, right behind you. Yeah, it's oh. like it's like right behind you. It's right not there. big enough for me to ride, right? Just out of curiosity. Um, 
you know, it actually is. It's a size category larger than you are. So with the proper animal handling checks and respect, you could ride the mantis. Okay, well maybe, maybe we'll get there. I'm not gonna try right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good to okay. know. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Um, unless anybody else has anything they want to do specifically in this clearing before we enter the jungle once more, uh, we can continue our way. Wonderful. Is the, I mean, is the mantis okay? Like, it, it looked like it was just being randomly attacked by these things? It definitely has some cuts and scrapes and open wounds, though it's not, like, limping. Um, its blood doesn't run. It's like a, you know, like a sappy liquid, so it's not, like, cooling or anything like that. But, you know, it, it could use some medical attention if that's something you wanted to, to explore, Talent. I don't really have anything, but I'll go and use kind of my water skin to just kind of like, like, you know, very gently, like, like pour some water on its wounds, you know, like wash it out a bit. I don't have any like healers kits or anything mechanical. Yeah. Make an animal handling check. Animal. Mm, Joe. <laughs> What'd you get? I got a natural one. Natural a two. One. I got a two. Yeah, like as as the group is moving, you know, you open your 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 water canteen and try to you know maybe splash or, or clean the wound of the mantis, and it you know immediately like hip checks you, and then like brings its scythe claws out. Before it does anything, though, it like turns its its bug eyed head and is looking at you, Helen, with like one claw at Talith. I ran in here first to protect no, no. you. Right? No, 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 oh, that nice. Nice little man. Good little man. <laughs> Want to help? Uh, Shifra, you don't happen to speak Mantis, do you? Yes, I'm, in fact, I do. And I will go ahead and cast uh, Speak with Animals on myself. <laughs> yes, in fact, I do. Oh, Always worth a shot on this island. <laughs> no. Um... Alright, so I cast Speak with Animals. and um, And I will say... Uh, dear Mantis, may I ask your name? I am Shifra O'Grim of the lovely land of Ireland. <laughs> uh, Dante's just gonna look at this whole thing puzzle and be like, if this ain't the weirdest day uh make <laughs> make a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a ten? Ten. Uh, you speak to the mantis, um, and it replies, um, unexpectedly in perfect common, and more unexpectedly, it is psychically talking into your mind, and to your okay. mind only. Um, okay. and as soon as it opens a dialogue with you, you feel like a rush of pressure in your head as if a million individual creatures are talking at once at you. And it like takes a second for the voices to like synchronize and, and, and join together. And you, mm -hmm. but before they can like get to that point, you pass out, hitting the ground, the forest floor, in a thud. Your eyes rolling in the back of your head. Uh, 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 no, don't do that, bad mantis. No, uh, uh, Shifra. 
I'm going uh, to pick her up. Uh, gently. Of course. Like, yeah. Helen, as you talk to the mantis, it sort of backs down, becomes unthreatening once more, and you you know lift Shifra up gently. Um, Talith, you have that water in hand. Maybe splash him on her face, or does anyone want to do anything? Uh, I probably hold on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run over, all concerned, um, and and with the water in, in my hand, it's just shaking. It splashes so much as I'm running. By the time I get over, it's just empty. So I'm just shaking this empty water skin like over her face. Like Shiver, Shiver, are you okay? Are you all right? And like obviously doing nothing. Yeah. And Shifra, you wake up. Um, mm-hmm. You see Talith, you see Helen, you know, standing over you. The mantis behind Helen, like, peering over her, like, trying to get a look, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know that this wasn't, like, a harmful, threatening thing the mantis did. It was mm-hmm. just a lot for you to, like, take in at once. Okay. And so do I get that, like, that was all coming from the mantis? Or is there, like, so many animals around me that I'm just like... Mm. Make a nature check. Roll with advantage, uh, since you're, you know, have the spell active on you. Another 10. Another 10. Um, no, you would know that that was all coming from your direct communication with the Mantis. Um, don't know the details, but somehow this insect's mind is linked with others. Um, and it all got linked with you in a single second. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So did I hear it answer my question or no? It did not. Uh, you you passed out before you got okay. an answer. Yeah. Um, and I'll look at, look at Helen and say, oh, th- thank you. I think I'm okay now. Um, uh, this uh, It's so, there's a lot in here. Speaking mantis is uh, tricky. Uh, and um, and I'll, I'll, like, I'll look at the mantis. Does my head still hurt? Uh, yeah, it's, it's throbbing a little bit, but you can, like, think through it. Okay. Um, I'll look at the mantis and say, uh, I didn't, I didn't hear you. What did you say your name was? Oh, no, you shouldn't. Are you, you, sure you, you want to do that? Well, I don't, I don't I'll, know about I'll, I'll, that. I'll, I'll grip Helen. I'll just, like, hold on to Helen's shoulders. <laughs> I'm still holding you, like, a, like, in a fire okay. carry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shifra, make another wisdom saving throw. This time with advantage, <laughs> since you, like, brace yourself and you're, you're expecting this to happen. Uh, this time it is a um, 21. 21. Um, you get a response. Uh, and this time, since you've, even though you passed out, you you remain connected psychically, telepathically mm. with the mantis. And you hear like, like a sort of noble, loyal, commanding voice talk to you. But it, it echoes as if a thousand voices are talking alongside it. And it simply says, we are the giants okay and i'm still conscious <laughs> right now yes you are still conscious okay um oh uh, uh you're of the island my friends and i were happy to help you um we're off uh, where are you off to we are off to repair the island the island's been damaged by many, many things. We are the caretakers, the picker-uppers, the gardeners of this land. That's beautiful. Are you related to that giant pelican bird? 
no, as it gets like hostile <laughs> immediately. That oh, wretched oh. winged thing, it, it, it harasses us, sends its children to feed on us. As you can see, they hunt us in broad daylight as like the mantis holds its, its scythe arms out, like showing all the wounds that it has from the birds that just attack it. And it's clear to you now that the giants, the insects of the island have a, you know, bloodlust rivalry with the aviation, the, the birds of the island. Pardon me, I'm a bit confused by how intense your voice is in my head, but it makes sense that birds and bugs would be enemies. I would know this as a druid. Um, I'm like self-deprecating myself and so embarrassed. <laughs> um, well, we're trying to find the gnomes and and we also want to be helpful to the island. Uh, uh, are you coming with us? Yes, I can help you find the gnomes, but only if you help us. Oh boy, what are we helping you with? Our queen is in danger many well i guess it wasn't a few nights ago <laughs> a celestial body crashed into our hive causing radiation and wild surges of unexplained phenomena to alter and change the hive the queen is in danger as chiefer you realize it's talking about a star fragment the one that crashed into the mountain and fell inside what you now know is the giant's colony. Okay. We would absolutely love to help you with that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll need this, please. Shifra and your friends step forward. I hop out of Helen's hands and step forward. Sure. I motion everyone. I said, step forward, step forward. They know where the star fragment mm -hmm. is. Nope, nope. But, uh, you passed out after talking to that thing. And yeah. It's just intense. It's just intense because they Wait, are the giants. I'll on. explain it later. You, no, you got to recap the conversation because we, <laughs> we are very confused. He's going to help us find the gnomes. And we are going to help them save their queen because a star fragment crashed into their hive and it's caused a lot of damage for them. And so we need a star fragment. They need a saved queen and we need to get to the gnomes. It's all hunky dory. He's just very loud in my brain. Okay. I, I mean, I feel like that all makes a lot of sense. It doesn't to me. Uh, I, I, uh, I, this is not the first time we've had to do something for a queen, so... Yep, seems about yeah. right. I, I guess it does make sense when... You, oh, I'm just gonna take a step forward. <laughs> Genevieve will step up next to Dante and kind of, like, pat him on the arm and be like, I... yeah, I understand. Thank you, Shifra, for recapping. Maybe do that in the future from now on before you say yes to someone else. <laughs> sure. It's loud in here right now. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is. I understand. Talith, Helen, any reservations? None. Nope. Excellent. As you all sort of stand in a line, fanned out in front of this mantis, it turns around. Uh, 
showing its butt end to you all. Shifra, you hear in your head the mantis hive mind giant insect colony speak to you as they've been speaking to you. And it says, join the colony. And the mantis sprays all of you with this like caustic, almost skunk-like spray, uh, dousing you in this liquid that that sticks and clings to your skin um the mantis and and your pants yeah all of you your clothes your pants just axe body spray i I just i hate it here as like we're just getting sprayed (laughs) (laughs) the mantis turns back around and does sort of like a like a sniffing gesture and says yes you smell like us the guards the soldiers, the workers, the larva, the king, and the queen will all allow you to enter the colony. And as he's saying this, I will kind of like close my eyes and just like be repeating after him. Yeah. Like in like in his voice, like doing his voice to you guys. Um that's, that's not spooky at all. <laughs> <laughs> Cult. Every single sentence. It sounds more like a cult. Mm-hmm. And now we got mantis cologne on us. <laughs> I think it's just so the big giant man manti won't kill us when we try to go get the star. Oh, and Shifra, are we going to get the star first, or are we are we going to the to the gnomes? I don't I don't know. He said he would help us find the gnomes. So the gnomes are on the way to our colony. We can stop okay. there first. This must be like 72 hour cologne, so hooray. <laughs> Is that yeah, perfect. Any other questions yeah. with the with the I don't I don't think so. Very good. Uh Helen, the mantis sort of like, you know, parts again, uh allowing you to take the lead or whoever would want to take the lead as we trudge back into the jungle. Um uh Mantis, uh I think you know the way. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> then I shall lead the way. <laughs> this That's way. Just, it's just to me, right? It's just like, okay, yeah. great. <laughs> uh, and it starts trotting off into the jungle. Uh, very good. An hour passes from the time this encounter starts to the time that the group crosses a threshold leaving Hex 13, known as the Skipping Stones of Neverland, and entering Hex 14, where the Gnome Hamlet resides. Um, This is the most dense part of the jungle, at least that you all know, um, have explored so far on the island. Shifra, I would assume you would also naturally point out that this is where not only you, but Moldar, the red wizard of Fae, crash land when the group first made it on the island. It's possible yeah. that more red wizard activity might be organized here. Like in this hex area? In this hex, yeah. Okay. Do I see like the actual like grass smushed down area? Um, it's a large, dense area of land to cover. You could spend extra time and, oh, you know, okay. navigation checks to find the spot where you crash landed, but it's not like an obvious thing. You know, it's a big okay. area you'd have to like canvas. 
Okay, no, I won't do that. I will just point out what you said to the group. Excellent. Um, okay. As everyone's traveling single file line, um, the Mantis, since you have it with you, warns you all. Please hold your movements. There, don't you see? In the vines and in the shrubbery. Shifra, what's it saying? Can I still understand it? Because it's like, how's this happening? Uh, it's still talking to you telepathically. Okay, okay, okay. So I will relay that to them. I'll do, I'll do the same like creepy thing. Every time it talks is what I'm going to do. Hold your movement. It, um, it does. It, this does not make me feel any better. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. He's setting up the battle map. Oh, he's just setting up the gnome village. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the gnome party map. It's the same picture. <laughs> As you all are traveling in a single file line, uh, the mantis stops you, um, drawing your attention uh, to the trees to the left of you all on the battle camp. Um, it says, there, don't you see in yeah, the clearing? Don't you see in the clearing? <laughs> and as you all look a little harder, you see growing, living almost a part of the like bushes, the low-grown trees, the vines hanging from branches, uh, several faces, eyes closed, mouths sealed not like full heads but like almost 2d flat faces blended entwined into the pathway ahead and helen you immediately have your memory jolted uh you encountered these creatures before when you were on the island prior to the rest of the group being here uh floatilates these are are creatures um that that live and are a part of of natural growth and if you recall from your encounter with them they tried to suck the blood from your body <laughs> yeah now i recall that yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> sorry i'm just grabbing my notes from like five months ago uh <laughs> Yeah, I just have a piece of paper that says bad vibes on it. <laughs> <laughs> and as the, the mantis points out, these creatures have near-perfect camouflage. And without the mantis, you would have walked right into their traps. And you see these creatures um, just, you know, a part of the very jungle around you. Now pointed out by the mantis. Oh, no. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, yeah, that, um... They're going to try to uh, drink our blood. Excuse me, oh. what? Yeah, I uh, I had a little uh, running, little tete-a-tete -tete, uh, last time I was here, and uh, they tried to drink my blood. So, okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll say back to the mantis, how do we get around them? They don't like fire. 
If you they can don't like fire. carry fire or or burn like fire, the blood-sucking foliage won't harm you. We must burn like fire, and the blood-sucking foliage won't harm us. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, well, that was... The delivery is still kind of weirding me out, Shifra, but I can I can definitely set fire over there. Okay. Um, that sounds like that's what we should do. Anyone concerned about it spreading, though? We um, are in a very heavily wooded area. I think maybe we... I, I don't want to shoot fire directly at them. I think it's just going to be like we're warning them. Uh, I'm going to like pick out a torch or and then I'm going to um do I have any like fire cantrips that I have? No, I do not. Um <laughs> maybe Genevieve or someone else has a Um I have I was planning on using chromatic orb, which is a ranged attack spell. You could use that to like light a cluster of torches. That'd be fine. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, I feel allow it. Definitely. Yeah. She'll essentially just get out the crystal ball and it kind of levitates between her hands and there's like this red hot energy around it kind of like starts a small flicker. Excellent. Yeah, and you all can like hold an unlit torch or even a loose branch up to the orb and it sparks, uh, you know, and, and lights, ignites on fire um, and you can all walk with a burning torch. Uh, I'll I'll make my torch because uh, I have presentation. I'm just going to make it like the the, the top part of the torch like a, a sparkler. I'm just gonna <laughs> nice. there's fire but there's extra sparks. Uh Genevieve, um like as you're starting to like tone down the the spell with your companions all having lit torches, um you see the mantis actually walk up with, to you. And much like a dog who had just fetched a stick, a mantis has an unlit twig in its mouth and it sort of like clicks at you and and shifra you hear her say would you give me a light would you give me a light and she and very quickly side eye shifra uh, okay and we'll extend a bit more of that fire over excellent here. yeah now the the mantis walks with a burning torch in its mouth uh unable to grab it with his scythe hands because that's how it lives its whole life um excellent uh, and um, I'm yeah, just go like, ahead. I swear I've seen this on a cigarette package before. Mantis. <laughs> what Mantis is this? Cigarettes? You mean the things recommended by doctors? Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Stress relievers. Uh, and with the Mantis's warning, you are able to bypass the collection of blood-sucking foliage um, and avoid uh, another... A battle encounter altogether. Um, as you travel one more hour, now rounding out to 11 a.m. Um, of day four on the island of Neverland, if you can believe it's only been four days. Um, what? Yes. We do one day a month here on Sex and Start of the Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, this is like the one campaign where I, I, we track the hours of the day and you have spent four days in, in game time. We should that. jump ahead a year. Like, Schieffer will have bangs now. Like, Talos <laughs> has grown a beard. That's how we know time has passed. And then we'll, uh, we'll pick up from there. Um, 
As we turn into hour two of our exploration of this hex on the island, we now run into trying to pinpoint and locate the gnome hamlet, which will take a series of survival checks aided by the mantis. Um, rolling low is going to be hazardous and sidetracking to the party. Rolling high will get you closer, but not quite there. So let's hope we can roll very well with our survival checks to locate the gnome hamlet. But before we do, I think we should take a quick break so our cast and crew can refresh themselves. And so all you awesome viewers who stuck around through our brief technical power outage can win some Black Oak Workshop dice. Hey. We got two sets of dice going to one lucky winner. Uh, when we go to break, you'll see the giveaway activated. It'll be hashtag mushroom, which will make sense when we get the gnome Hamlet, for your chance <laughs> to win Black Oak Workshop dice. And uh, we'll be back in 10 ish minutes. And real quick, I don't, I'm having trouble with Moobot. So just drop it in there. Uh, we've got we've got enough people in chat. Uh, I will just randomize it on an internet randomizer and pick a winner. So just uh, comment mushroom in chat to win some Black Oak Workshop dice. Mm. Awesome. Welcome back from the break. A winner has been chosen for two brand new sets of Black Oak Workshop dice, and that winner is Raccoonosaur. Thank you for watching and participating. We'll get your contact info. We'll get these dice sent to you and spread the word. If you want your friends, your family, your, your, your co-players, your dungeon master, you want the people around you to win some awesome Black Oak Workshop dice as well, direct them to our live shows where we do giveaways every single episode so you and the people around you can roll these fantastic dice awesome let's jump back into the session standing in the middle of a crowded jungle trees blocking the horizon in every direction our group is left sort of feeling stranded looking for this hidden, mysterious gnome hamlet. Our new mantis friend tells you that searching this side of the jungle can be difficult. And although the mantis hasn't formally been to the village, the hamlet itself, it can certainly help you safely search the surrounding area. Um, with that in mind, we need to pick one leader, one surveyor, one expedition explorer to search our way through the jungle. Adventurers, who's leading the group in survival checks? I do want to check in, Game Master. Um, the boots that Genevieve is now wearing, if I recall correctly, grant her advantage on survival checks? Uh, I believe on athletic yeah, and athletic acrobatic check, checks okay. dealing with like terrain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. Disregard. She will not hey, be very helpful. No this. problemo. Unfortunately, those boots are just made for walking. <laughs> That's just what they'll do. That is, that is all they do. <laughs> uh, I can roll survival. I would say I'm, normally, I'm adept normally... at that. I just don't want to, like, you know, if everyone, will, I don't know, we can all agree. We can vote. No, you, you go. If you're adept, you, you do it. Please you search. Go. Okay. Dante is not going to be doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Shifra, with the mantis helping you, you will be granted advantage on your survival checks. Okay. Do I do one now? Yes, please. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, as you are surveying the land, uh, it's it's treacherous to walk across. Not because of giant birds and and hive mind insects. Not because of plants that want to drain the blood from your body, but just from the terrain you are traversing through. There are large rocks divots in the ground you're walking on, trees with limbs at varying heights, long vines that you have to part just to see through uh, and find your next step through the jungle. Lefts become rights, forwards become backs, but somehow, Shifra, with the aid of your mantis, you're able to keep the group together and cohesive and not like backtrack or circle the same area um you haven't yet found a known village but you're moving uh um, um you know proficiently through the jungle in your search you haven't gotten the group lost is what i'm saying um you come up on a sort of uh, a mismatched place in the jungle however as the thicket of woods and jungle foliage around you breaks for a moment and a small clearing reveals a shallow pool festering on the ground the water seems fresh and clear and things are growing around it normally as they would um, you would almost think this would be a, a good place to rest if needed. Um, guys, I, I think this might be a good place to rest it, if, if we need it. Nice. Um, like, does, does the mantis tell me it's okay? The mantis says, I've never seen this freshwater pool in my entire life, but it seems okay. Okay. <laughs> mantis got a hella casual uh, after the break. Yeah, I don't like the way the mantis said that, but okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> There's many voices in the hive mind, so like that's just interchanged, you know. Um, question. Yeah. How big is this pool of water? Um, it's not. It's not very big. Um, it's okay. probably twenty feet in diameter all around. Okay. Got it. And you can see to the bottom, um, there are maybe small minnow-type fish swimming in it. Um, you know, like seaweed coating the rock at the base of the pool. Um, the water seems fresh and looks clear. Cool. <clears throat> okay. Well, would would um, y'all like to rest, or shall we keep going? Um, I think I'd like to, you know, rest, take a load off for a second. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, resting seems good. Uh, I, 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 I think we should. Sure. All right. Yeah, I took damage at some point. I've forgotten when. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, we can absolutely take a short rest at this point. Um, if anyone needs to re-roll any hit dice to recover hit points, um, if you get any spells or you know mechanical features or traits restored on a short rest. Also, I would ask that Shifra. Dante mm -hmm. and Genevieve all roll arcane checks during this short mm -hmm. rest. 
Hmm. Okay. Oh, dang. That was 20. Okay. 21 for me. 21, Genevieve? 8. She's Eight. distracted at the moment. <laughs> uh, before I unveil the results of these rolls, I'd like to hear from each of you how you're setting up your mini camp, how you're relaxing, what you're doing in this small pooled clearing while we're resting. Uh, I think because we're only doing a short rest here. Is that what we're doing? Correct. Yeah. Not an hour. Okay. Um, I think Dante is going to spend some time. Uh, he probably, mm, yeah, I, he's going to spend some time washing his face and hands. Uh, kind of after that spray, just and and like kind of pacing around. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to take some water and just like try and clean, expose skin. Sure. Um, and just sit beside the pool of water and look at the pool of water. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Anyone else do anything specific during their downtime here? Yeah, I'll probably just sit. Sure. <laughs> I'm uh, doing push-ups so I can tire myself out into taking a nap. Nice. <laughs> Genevieve? Um, Genevieve would probably just have her small pack out, crystal ball, just kind of laying everything out, making sure everything's accounted for, and then packing everything back up. Of course. Almost have had it. And Talith. Talith probably would have uh, gone and sat down next to Genevieve, um, you know, theoretically somewhat away from everyone else, or at least attempting to, like, shield and just been like, hey, so... <clears throat> how are, uh... How, how, how are you, you doing? You doing, uh, you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Talith, uh, kind of didn't really enjoy the spray earlier, but aside from that, I'm fine. Are, oh, yeah, it was are gross. you okay? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, uh, uh, this place, it's so weird, right? Like, it's such, it's such a weird place. And you know, the weirdest thing happened uh, earlier. You remember I was telling you there was the, there was that bear, and it was like a big like stone bear, and that was so strange, right? Yeah. Um, that was yeah. so weird. Uh, well, after somehow when I was uh, when I was looking at the bear, the weird bear, um, and it was stone, and it like turned to stone, and things turned to stone. I came back and and uh, and like oh, so strange. Uh, my toe turned to stone. Real weird, right? So weird. What? It's very strange. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's back that up for a second. Did you say your toe turned to stone? Yeah, yeah. You know, strange, right? Just weird. Not not like a big deal. Just a weird thing. Weird things happen here, um, and that happened to me, and. It's Tell, odd. take the shoes off. I don't want everybody to see. Like that's really like. Talith, keeping secrets isn't going to be good here. I I want to make sure that you're okay. And they, I might not be able to tell you what's going on, but maybe Shifra or Dante can. I don't want Dante. I don't know. He's he's like really cool, and I don't think people with stone toes are super cool. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. I've never met anybody with. I One. don't think anyone keeping their pride in the way of their health is cool. That's a fair point. It's yeah. a fair thing you say. I'm going to remember that. That's good. Thank you. That, no, this was a good talk. Um, I appreciate this it. Is a, this is a very good talk. Are you going to take your shoes off or not? Uh, How many? Is it one toe? Is it your foot? No, it's weird. It's just like the big toe. And, and I, just, I just kind of absentmindedly like take my boots off. I'm just like, sure. look, like, it's just like the one toe. Um, it wasn't the boot or the socks. Just like, and I'm just like, 
you know, like it's so weird. Yeah, Talith, as you reveal the stone toe, um, you notice that it's it's actually spread awesome. a little oh, more. Oh, no, okay. Last, like you know, got your toe petrified. Um, before you felt it like turn to stone right up to where like the snow the toe connects to the foot but now it's sort of like bleeding meshing into your skin um to like your your toe next to your big toe and a little bit onto like the top and side of your foot as well it's it's growing spreading so uh so uh more 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 than than the toe i mean maybe it was just like this and i just it felt like the toe but maybe it's probably just the foot the whole foot um might 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 be stone um but it, Tell us, is this more than what it was? I, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't l- look necessarily, but it feels. I mean, if you were to ask me if it was different, if you were to ask me, I might tell you that it's it's different than it was before. So I am asking, and you're saying it's different. I mean, yes, yes, that would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't mean to cause you alarm with this. It's just good that we know. Can. Oh no no no! I, I'm not alarmed. It's great. It's fine. It's just like okay. it's just like weird, right? Okay. <laughs> it's just so yeah, weird. definitely. And yeah, a stone bear was there with this, and now your foot is turning to stone. Um. But the bear, but the bear was fine. So I mean, even if like like if I do turn all of me to stone, that'd be bad. But uh, the bear was fine, so I'll probably be okay too. If if that happened to to me. Let's try to stop that from happening. Um, I like. Not stone, Talith. That's what we'll try to keep with, okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I genuinely feel like either Shifra or Dante are going to be better first in this. I've never seen anything like this before. Thank you for trusting me with this, but I think that they need to know. Okay. I mean, yeah. No. It, it's. It, it's. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, we we established already that it was weird yes it's very weird um it's a weird place uh you have a foot turning to stone helen does not have her shadow we all have been differently affected by this so far some more than others but but Conant would not have sent us here if they didn't think it was like okay for us to be here so like like everything like it, it will all be okay because they wouldn't send us somewhere that isn't okay so like it's not a big I, deal I don't think they would send us anywhere that they felt we couldn't handle. Mm. Dante, um, with your 21 arcane check, you sort of grab the group's attention, um, interrupting some, some, some side conversations. When you splashed your face with water, the fresh water, you noticed that it was abnormally cold, chilling, to the the temperature of freezing but yet the water still is liquid and remains fresh and clear and and shouldn't be this cold um shifra you feel some sort of magic presence coming from the pond as well confirmed with dante's suspicion um dante what would you like to do with this information uh, uh um genevieve uh it's not just me, right? Like, no, put, there's put something your, magical. Put your hand in there, uh, Genevieve. Um, okay, tell us. I'll be right back, and she'll walk over and put her hand in the water. 
Absolutely. And you feel the the frigid temperature as well. Um, to the point that it's it's just about unbearable. Like you couldn't even keep your hand in there too long unless you wanted to like roll some constitution saving throws. Um, with the three of you standing around this pond, you would now all realize that there is a magical ward, a glyph cast in the bottom of this shallow pond. All of you Make an insight check. Talith and Helen, you can roll this as well. All right, I've probably wandered over at this point. <laughs> yeah. Twelve. Uh, Twelve, okay. Also a 12. Also a 12. Okay. 14. 13. 15. 15. 15. 15. All of you take one large step back from the cold pond, realizing that that glyph cast at the bottom of the shallow waters is not the same, but a very similar glyph that you all encountered on the beach that teleported you a portion across the island. Uh, we that almost... Was... Yep, we almost... Um... The, the, the thing that did the stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, bad news. <laughs> well... Actually, if things get hairy at the Gnome Village, I don't know if they would. You know, this place is really, really, really stressful. Um, we have an exit plan. I'd start to rub his shoulders. <laughs> Dante uh, and Genevieve, I would say that, you know, the group has successfully not triggered the glyph. So congratulations. <laughs> um, knowing that it's there and knowing, you know, kind of how it works, this could be an opportunity Dante and Genevieve to like try to research it a bit more or like detect it or identify it a bit more to Ooh. get more information about a rune like this um, or you know just leave it be you say detect or identify <laughs> both of which spells I have have that wording in them this is an <laughs> are those, are those keywords for Genevieve like keywords or something I don't know um, well I think we're good and we I, I don't think we've triggered it but if you still want to rest, I could probably try to research it a bit. And also, uh, I think Talith has something he would like to share. Um, and with that, and she's going to walk back over to the area to try to start casting Identify. Absolutely. Uh, Talith, care to share? Yeah, no, it's a glyph. Are your yeah. shoes still off? Yeah, probably. Dante, mm -hmm. make a perception <laughs> check. Mm-hmm. Strange, weird island, y'all. Of course not. Four rolls. Yeah, Talith hits you. Hey, my eyes are up here, and you don't <laughs> notice the toe. Talith, maybe you're like burying your stone toe in like the dirt and ground to like conceal it or something. Yeah, you know, I just kind of nervously move around anyway. Yeah. And so like, there's always a distracting kind of like. Can I insight thing check going Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Talith, make a uh, deception check. I rolled a natural one. Oh. <laughs> I rolled. Let's a see. natural one, perhaps? Ooh, no, a deception. Uh, five plus seven, twelve? Helen, you got nothing. Shifra, I would give you an option to try to notice the toe as well. How, how, what yeah. would you do if you would do anything? Uh, yeah, I would just like tell us what's what's going on. What did what's what are what are we intervening here? 
make a perception check. Uh, Talith, you can make another deception check if you like, if you're still concealing the toe. With my natural one, I say, Oh! Did you get a haircut? <laughs> the complete opposite end of the body. I love it. Yeah. It's tricky with a dagger, but like, you know, I, I feel like I got a good a good fade. Oh, oh the, the fade is fantastic. 11. 17. No, 17. it's not. Unfortunately, Shifra, you don't notice anything abnormal and wrong with Talith, and he plays it off super cool. Um, Genevieve, give us the flavor on your identify spell. Oh my gosh. Um, hmm. But anyways, I, I did just notice within the wording of identify, this is a, I would have to touch the object throughout the casting nope, of the spell. You're good. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Just wanted to clarify on that. I didn't want to be like, I'm going to twist this. <laughs> yeah. uh, she probably goes over there, takes out her crystal ball, sits down like on her knees and just starts focusing her energy, like closing her eyes, focusing on the crystal ball every now and again, opening only to look at the room. Yeah. Um, and try to like mimic the energy that she's feeling. Of course. Yeah. And as you cast identify, uh, it's actually an easy spell to read because it's a spell, you know, arcane words that you're familiar with. Glyph of warning, a, a spell that many wizards and magic users can cast, but it's cast at such a high level that it bypasses the threshold that you, Shifra, and Dante are combined. A creature of this caliber that could cast a spell at this level with this amount of lethality can be none other than a lich. And this specific ward is a ward of cold, carved into a natural feature, in this case, a rock at the bottom of the pond. Um, and it animates a temperature dropping well below freezing. If triggered, in a 100-foot radius from the glyph, uh, the temperature drops to sub-zero, dealing a more than enough cold damage to freeze you and your companions for your remaining time on the island. A lich left this rune behind. Or left it here purposely. A lich, you say? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my god. I'm a lich. I'm a... Okay. Uh. <laughs> Thanks for the pity laughs. I appreciate it. Genevieve, and you can share or not share any, any of that information. Oh, yes. Pretty much immediately after she figures that out, grabs a crystal ball, puts it right back in the leather pouch, and is like kind of stands up and starts backing up towards the grouping, and then she's looking at it. Um, I don't know if they're still having this conversation with Talith as she's coming back. Uh, yeah, it, they're all just sort of like, you hear Helen go, did you get a haircut? And then you like interject <laughs> into the conversation. Uh, okay, so Talith, did you tell him? He uh, got a haircut, I mean, yes, he told us. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a big deal. What, told him, Talith. What's going on over there? What, did when, you not get a haircut? My, uh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, everybody just chill. Like, uh, we're in a weird island, and like, spiders are doing construction, and there are pirates. There's an undead pirate who stole our star. We met the Can queen. Can you of join fairy. the pirates? No, my foot turned Talon. to stone, and there are weird animals everywhere, and there are gnome parties. Wait, I mean, this, wait, wait, this island's wait. crazy, right? Again, when did your that. foot turn to stone? Mm -hmm. What? When did the pirates steal the star shard? I mean, like, it was like, I what? was there. 
when when did your foot turn to stone? <laughs> um, I mean, like today. Uh, roughly uh, three hours ago. Uh, roughly like three hours ago. What were you doing? Well, you remember the uh, you remember the 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 hole in the ground, and there was the bear, uh, and the bear was made of stone, and there were things around it made of stone. I just I just walked near it. I just walked near it, and then like I felt really weird, and now and, and my toe was stone, but now my foot's kind of getting all like you know, and so mm. uh, it's just weird. It's weird, right? It's weird. It's just weird. It's a weird place. Why weird. would you keep that to yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, technically, it's only been three hours, so as far as secrets go, this has been a very <laughs> short-kept one. <laughs> Although, I feel like you're not sharing a very important part about this. Both Andrew and Talith are not sure of what the important it's part is that he's not sharing. Oh, oh, yeah, no, 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 um, so it's more than it was it three hours me. ago, and, uh, it is, it is, uh, I mean, yeah, so based on, on, like, the current rate, I would expect, like, within 48 hours, my whole body would be stone, based off of my, my calculations. And, um, and you were just going to let that happen? Well, I hadn't looked at it until now, so I didn't really know until a few minutes ago, so it's kind of new information to me, too. We're all experiencing this together, which is kind of cool. Uh-huh. I, I would say just on the, on the shorthand, Genevieve and, um, uh, Dante. Both of you, just from the description, the encounter, your knowledge of arcane magic, can identify this as petrification magic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, listen, I had a friend. Uh, well, still, he's still around. Uh, his name is now, you know, Cool Joe Stonetoe. But um, so that's well, my name now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> we. <laughs> You're only friends with cool people. He sounds awesome. Of course. Um, so it almost got to, uh, it almost got him. Uh, luckily he found somebody that can reverse the process except his toe. So that, that's what he got. Um, but this can, uh, be a real problem for you. And of course, Dante, you know that that powerful restoration magic is needed in order to reverse the effects. Even you're not even sure if if you know that's going to be enough in this instant. You're you know without being at the well and researching and understanding its magical properties, it's hard to identify how powerful this this petrification magic is. Of course, so not a lesser restoration spell. Dante, you know that in this case you need something stronger than last mm-hmm. restoration. Um, so uh Shifra, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with, you know, people who use magic in your particular fashion. Do you have a way to help this out or uh I have I have some restoration power I could try. I might as well, I mean Okay. Uh, the sooner so- the better. All right, I will. Uh, will will I will I catch it if I if I touch it? I mean, I don't think you have to actually touch it. I, I, I didn't touch anything. Touched. I was just I, uh, I scoop him, him up underneath his arms and sort of like lean back so that his feet are like out. <laughs> just just touch the leg where it ain't on. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, and, and 
eight of the toes are wiggling, but two of them now completely <laughs> turned to like, stone. There's like click, 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> Shifra, um, go ahead and uh, if you're casting the spell, give me the flavor on your lesser restoration. All right, yeah. So I will like hesitantly like reach out and like wrap my hands like around his ankle. And um, you'll see kind of like a like a periwinkle violetish light kind of glowing around as I cast the spell. Yeah. And and then and then the stone layers on Talith's skin grows, consuming <gasps> a third toe and moving a quarter of the way up Talith's foot. Um. Okay. So a couple. Oh of shit. Uh, we can, we can, uh, we can. Is, is that good? Nope. No. Uh, we can, we can. Do we need to try How do you again? feel about your foot? Shifra, uh, can you try again? Uh, no, I don't think I should. Shifra, you would understand that the your spell just had no effect. It oh, okay. was not strong enough. Lesser Restoration was not strong enough. But I didn't trigger anything? No, you didn't, like, cause it to grow more. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, it was... Okay. Uh, we have to have something more powerful than me. Or we just cut it off. I don't. I, I mean, peg legs are pretty cool. You all hear clicking coming from the clearing. And as you, you know, wheel around expecting the worst, uh, Shifra starts, you know, emanating the voice of the mantis once more. <laughs> The Mantis says to you, Shifra, that the gnomes, the gnomes can help your friends stone toes. The gnomes, the gnomes can help your toes. They have a, a, a clinic, a care center. <laughs> Universal we'll healthcare the nurses in the gnome did, village is so Do gnomes have free healthcare? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone um, does, except America, obviously. Just yeah. a little, little tiny metagame, tiny spoiler, in the description of the Gnomes Care Center, uh, they offer physical care and emotional support, and it is always open. Aww. So. You can tell that Andrew Cole comes from Canada, where they do, in fact, have good health care. Yes. And, and like, it sounds yeah. like... Why would they not have good health care? Gnomes have health care. It sounds like Talith needs both physical care and emotional support in this case yeah. Word. also okay. um i did take a look at that glyph over there it definitely looks like a word of cold um so good news we haven't triggered it if we stay away from it we won't trigger it um because at that point bad news it was cast by something or someone much much more proficient than I would say myself, Dante combined. I, I think I think was a lich. I don't I don't think there's anybody more proficient than you and Dante. Uh nope. She said the word lich. Uh that that is more powerful than <laughs> Oh, uh so uh there's these... lich is a little bit, but I can't scratch it right now. Yeah, well, so this 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 type of being uh you know how like we like magic, um <laughs> There's people who uh, get really old and they don't want to die and they just want to get more magic. Um, and they're just obsessed with power and they just keep trying to grab more and more power and then they just don't care about people and they'll sacrifice them. It's a whole thing. Um, it's not good. 
uh, and it's terrifying actually so that is more powerful than me and Genevieve probably even multiplied at this moment I'd agree so we just need to stay away from it and keep in mind that even someone else is more powerful than Hook was who very quickly took care of us so just keep that in mind I wouldn't say very quickly. I would say <laughs> over several rounds of combat. <laughs> you were able to handle him, I think, if you weren't there. I mean, no offense, Talith, Shifra, we're not as tough as you are, Helen. Oh, I don't know about that. Hmm, give, give me a couple hours, I'll be pretty tough. Yes, and given that with time ticking, um, Helen's alligator heart reminding us of time passing, um, you all notice that the mantis is, seems eager to get back to uh, locating the gnome Hamlet, uh, and you would have also noticed the mantis has completely shed his, exo his exoskeleton skin, healing the wounds from the vulture attacks um, as it clicks and ventures deeper into the jungle. Um, Shifra, why don't you give us another survival check with advantage as you try to hone in on the gnome village? A 23. 23. Another hour passes of grueling travel. Um, everybody make a constitution saving throw. Genevieve, roll with advantage since your boots help you walk normally through the stud structure. A 13. Oh. 13 saves. 15. 11. 11 fails. 15 saves. 18. 18 saves. Dante? 19. 19 saves. Unfortunately, Genevieve, even with the aid of your magical boots, uh, trudging through this treacherous jungle brings you to a level of exhaustion, specifically level one exhaustion, as you try to keep up with the group. Um, luckily, though, the mantis starts clicking and buzzing its wings as you all enter another small clearing and find a large stump, a severed tree with just a large stump behind with swirling rings um, on, on the stump's surface. As you kind of crowd around and get a little closer, you can tell that it's very slow and very subtle, but these rings on the stump are actually like moving, almost like grooves on a vinyl record, uh, but they are moving in a, in a rhythmic pattern as if music was playing. And the mantis is like circling the stump like a, like a, a, a dog who found its owner lost in the woods or something. Along those lines. Uh, uh, what's it? Is this where we give the password? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, talk to the mantis and say, what's going on? This is it. The entrance to the gnome hamlet. This is it. The entrance. You are right, Genevieve. Uh, sh 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 shaggy waggy. Shaggy Waggy! Shaggy now, Waggy? You all start saying Shaggy Waggy as you stand around the stump. Not me. And <laughs> some of you start chanting Shaggy Waggy as you all stand around the stump, but nothing happens. Oh, well, I feel 
well, that was ridiculous. Anyways, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. well, I'm, gl I'm glad say, I witnessed that. He did, <laughs> he did say go to the welcome center and say that Uncle Rugwort sent us, and then perhaps we say Shaggy Waggy. Shifra, make a perception check. All of this feels so much like a Pokemon quest. Yeah. <laughs> Ten. You don't see any welcome center, unfortunately. No. Uh, um, but I would allow everyone else to make a perception check as well. As soon as she says that, you all start like looking around. Dante, you got something? Yeah, before that happens, I'm just going to kick the stump. I don't know. <laughs> make. Uh, yeah, you uh, you just kick it. Okay. Yeah, uh, you just kick oh, a stump. Man, Emily has a suggestion, but... I don't think Helen would think this, so <laughs> mm, I'm All struggling. Right. We're doing rolls, apparently. Yes, oh, rolls perception, 16. perception. 16, okay. Genevieve, how do you Four. 20. 18. 18. Four. Helen, you drop down to the ground, and everyone thinks for a moment since, oh, we're breaking, that means Helen's doing push-ups, but no. You drop <laughs> down to the ground and, like, rest your nose on top of the stump, looking on top of it at, like, eye level. And you see very faintly, no more than, like, a few inches tall, a small red and white polka-dotted mushroom growing on the stump. Uh, hello? Shaggy Waggy? <laughs> Nothing happens. You're so close. Tap, tap, tap. Hello, uh, are you okay? Does anyone speak Gnomish? Tell them, tell them Uncle, Uncle Rugwort sent you. Oh, okay. Uncle, wait, Uncle who? Rugwort, I believe. Rugwort. Yeah. Sure, it is now. Uh, <laughs> hello? Uh, Uncle Rugwort sent us. Nothing happens. Do you... Please? Um... This is gonna sound silly, but, um... She's in the... Genevieve's gonna walk over and cast Reduce on herself? Sure. Try to make herself tinier? Yeah, that, that shrinks you to a small size oh, creature. I'm just um, shorter which is Which is about, like, three, four feet tall. About the size of a gnome, frankly. Um, and you stand still, like, taller above the stump, you know, shorter compared to all your companions, and you can now clearly see the, uh, uh, the, the mushroom and the, the, the red and white polka-dotted cap of the mushroom. And as you, like, squint your eyes super small, you can vaguely see a little, like, thatched sign hanging off the cap of the mushroom that says Welcome Center on it. But it's still just too small for you to really interact with. Genevieve, make an insight check. Oh, this is great because my uh, the skill checks are at disadvantage. Because <laughs> you are tired. Yes, at ten. You are so tired, Genevieve, that you like lean on the stump to like catch some breath. And as you do, you have like your, your arm and some of your upper body on the actual stump, you know, a good portion of yourself on that stump. And you feel like magical energy, like 
slightly surging through those like rotating grooves on the stump and and you feel if there was more of you on the stump then maybe you could commune with that magic with some kind of command word to activate the magic that's on the stump oh man uh how big is the stump it's it's large it's it's probably a good seven feet in diameter big stump get on the stump and she's gonna try to start like crawling onto the stump <laughs> yeah you're you're on the stump you feel that magical energy moving in rhythm with the rings on the stump and and it just needs just a, a phrase some kind of uh, a word that would pass you through to like the next stage of this area or, or some kind of command word that activates the magic here Yes, I am aware how fully ridiculous I look and sound right now, and I'm very tired, so please be patient with me, but please join me on the stump. A very uh, tiny and a very exhausted Genevieve asks <laughs> you all to join her on the stump. I excitedly right jump up. I should not eat the mushroom then, yes? That's probably, probably best if you don't. That's, not, not, okay. not yet. That's the yeah. welcome center. I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> Oh, okay. Do it right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I get up on the stump um, with them. Excellent. Uh, Dante? Yep. I'm on there. Tal, if you mentioned <laughs> that you were on the stump? Oh, yeah. Okay. And and the mantis joins you all as well, unless there's any um, issues with that. <laughs> I put my hand out in the middle and, like, wait for everyone else. Okay. And Genevieve put her hand in. I think we need to say the password together. Again, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. On three. Is everyone ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Shaggy, Shaggy Waggy. Waggy. As you speak the magical password, standing on the magical stump, magical natural energy surges around you as a quick blast of green light shines encompassing you all shrinking you all rapidly smaller 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 and smaller still till you are just a few inches like two inches helen you're three inches off the top of this stump like literal dungeons and dragons miniature size as you're standing there next to you is this tall towering old mushroom with a, a flaky stalk and a large red cap with polka dots on it and a hanging from it a thatch sign that says welcome center and like a walk up like food order like window in on the stock proper at all of your height and you look around you and there's just massive jungle encompassing the area as you realize how small you truly are. Thumbelina up in this bee. Mm. I'm super excited and I skip I'm up to the window. <laughs> Absolutely, Shifra, you start skipping towards the welcome center. Helen, you were saying something? Uh, yeah, I keep muting myself. I apologize. I said, well, this is new. <laughs> That's all I said. Sorry. <laughs> how, how do we get so small? <clears throat> how, how do we how do we get so small? Passcode, I think. Shaggy, oh, if I say it again, do we shrink again? I don't know. Is there anyone at the window? Um, Shifra, as you look inside the window, uh, this mushroom is on the very center of the stump. Um, you, it's kind of dark in there, and you hear 
what sounds like like logs being sawed, but as you peer through the window, realize it's just a red-capped gnome leaning back on a on a rocking chair, sleeping. This hat like over his eyes and his nose peeping out. Hmm. I'll turn back to everyone and I'll say, he's sleeping. Mm-mm, nope, not anymore. And I go and knock on the window. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. As you hear the sleeping gnome wake up. Oh, 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 goodness, goodness. Sorry, sorry. And the gnome stands off the rocker, walks up to the window, fixes his hat, uh, you know, leans out over and goes, oh, goodness, goodness gracious. Uh, oh, you all aren't gnomes. No, but you nope. knew the password to get in today. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Uncle Rugwort sent us. Oh, Uncle Rugwort, isn't that's a mantis of a different color? No, literally, that mantis with you, it's of a different color. Anyway, Uncle Rugwort, yes, of course, come on in! As a door embedded in the mushroom stock opens. I go in. Uh, yeah, I... like... Dante, you're you're questioning this. Does it? I mean, there is enough room for all of you to fit inside. Oh yeah, I begrudgingly go yeah. in. Of course, <laughs> uh, Shifra, as you go in first, first you see the gnome um, who's operating the welcome center, standing to the side, and in the center of this small welcoming room, there is a slide carved into a root of the tree, going down into what must be the hollowed out stump where the gnome hamlet resides. A welcome, welcome to the gnome hamlet, of course, here. One for each of you, as the as the gnome at the welcome center gives you each a physical pamphlet, a brochure, trifold that like opens, uh, revealing the map of the gnome hamlet and uh, uh, fantastic Twitch producer Smithers, if you want to flip the, the map on for our viewers here. Um, and you see everything laid out um, and labeled properly as the gnome at the Welcome Center goes down the list. Yes, here, of course, you find the Welcome Center. That's me. I'm here with you. My name is Odolf Dig Nugget. If you need anything, I'm happy to help. Um, here you can find the Cardinal Outpost just outside the stump. Those are our watchtowers that wards off of any danger that might be coming towards the stump. Um, at spot C here, this large plot and, 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 a, and a large building is our inn and tavern called the Funny, the Funny Uncle. Uh, there you can find not only complimentary resizing, but several beverages of honey wine, uh, breads and berries, uh, fresh water fish, and lots of dessert options. But we have a squirrel problem, so just heads up. Um, of course, littered among the whole village, you find all the gnome homes, clusters of trees facing one another. Um, you, you know it's a, door, a, a gnome home because the doors have windows and, and each door is painted with bright colors and a simple decoration like a flower or a heart or a berry. Um, and of course here at, at, at spot E are fantabulous gardens, neat rows of vegetables and fruits and flowers. There's beehives there as well for fresh honey. Um, at spot F is the community center, and currently the community center is playing host to a fantastic flea market where you can spend your gold, your trinkets, and trade for other goods and materials, weapons and armor, anything you might need. Uh, spot G is the care center where physical care and emotional support is always available to you. Any ailments, illnesses, diseases can be magically cured without any hassle. 
Um, at H, you'll find the wishing well draped with fantastic flowers, though people throw important items into it asking for their grandest wish. It has yet to be proven that it actually grants wishes, so that's on your own caution. Um, we have many rivers and bridges for fresh fishing and congregating. We have uh, uh, here, you see the fairgrounds and stage, a large tent. We've set up a mead garden where you can party and drink and eat and hang out in a more um, fashionable setting. Um, the lake, of course, and like looks at you sternly and goes, don't go to the bottom of the lake. I mean it. And besides that, um, at letter L, the open shrine is currently playing host to a wedding. Mary Bunnyhop and Peanut Heavy Plum are getting married today. How fantastic. Um, at point M, you'll find a spring, a naturally occurring spring that feeds down to the lake. And at N is the Shrine of Light, where our master gnome blacksmith harnesses uh, a, a power, a magical celestial object that fell from the sky onto the island many, many centuries ago and provides us with nourishment, magic, and fantastical effects to make our village truly a home. Well, that's the rundown. Uh, please, one at a time down the slide, wait for the green acorn to pop up so you know it's safe for the next person to descend. Uh, well, I have to throw Talith down that slide. I, I have to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just like leaning over, like looking, like very, like very innocently, but uh, obviously, I'm just, I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm there, and you can do that. I pick him up and I go whoop. <laughs> to the to the and a young man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and as you all go down the slide, I assume, unless there's any questions for the welcome center guy or any hesitation. Oh, I had a lot of questions, but it's too late. Now. <laughs> it's too late, yeah. Um, you all descend down the long spiral slide made from a root of this tree and realize as you descend, you get a really good look at the village overhead. And it is quite literally this stump carved out hollow, but still thick enough around its borders to like protect this miniaturized village. And the gnomes, through the, the power of their magic... Ooh, did I just drop out? Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, it's We're not here. Joe's not oh. here. The gnomes got Joe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, everybody. We should have done inside tech. All right. What? A... He's still talking on the stream. Oh yeah. He Can is. You hear us? He's just pontificating. Joe. We're talking over him. Hello. There we go. There's six of us. So I'm gonna roll a d6 to see who's the DM now. Go. Look at me. Yes. I'm the DM now. All right, Michael, it's you. Yes. No. Of course. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, the, the fun thing about doing stuff live is that it's alive, and we just kind of roll with it. So uh, Joe, yeah, he's now officially frozen on Twitch. What's up, everybody? Mm -hmm. Hey, everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have yeah, you ever hello. been at a Gnomish Welcome Center? Nope. You ever back. attended a Gnomish wedding? Well, <laughs> you're back. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hang on and i'm back uh-huh yep. okay sorry about that don't know why that happened um earlier but... after our producer's internet went out joe was like well my power isn't out it's a chicago thing forget about it. you um 
It's clear that through the power of the gnome's magic, they have miniaturized their village, uh, nestling it, nesting it inside this hollow stump to keep it safe from the dangers of the island of Neverland outside, so they can live, flourish, and party safely in the gnome hamlet. Um, we're going to end our session there with entering the village, and all of you have wellfully deserved level five as we have made it to the gnome hamlet. We did it. What level is my toe? (laughs) Uh, Next session, we will get to explore the gnome hamlet to its fullest. We can do some shopping. uh, We can do some partying. We can network with the gnomes and maybe talk to whoever's in charge here uh, to figure out how the gnomes can help you in your quest to recover the fallen star fragments. Because from the brochure, it sounds like the gnomes in the past have recovered a fallen star. So they might know a thing or two about how that works. Excellent work, crew. I know uh, in the last session, uh, or last two sessions ago, Hook dealt a, a deadly blow, a demoralizing strike against the party but making it to the gnome village is your first steps in retaking those star fragments. So excellent work, super proud of you guys. Um, Before we sign off, I want to give again a quick thank you to all of our show sponsors, to everyone who supports us on Patreon, to all of our awesome people active in our Discord, and to everyone watching here, thank you for trudging through these technical difficulties with us. Uh, I want to give a quick chance for any of our cast members or our awesome producer boy Smithers to shout out any upcoming sessions, events, streams, awesome things that you all are doing in this this wonderful community. In what order? <laughs> Someone go. Okay, I, just... I have a thing. <laughs> go. Sorry, right? <laughs> um, yes, so very excited about this. Next week, this upcoming Wednesday, the 29th of September, I am playing in a game of the new Avatar The Last Airbender RPG, which I am super so excited about. It's so good. Uh, with the folks over at Level 1 Geek, which is uh, the Level 1 Geek on Twitch, but I think they are LVL1 Geek. I believe that is them on Twitch. Um, lovely people. I got to play with them a couple weeks ago. Fantastic. Very excited about that. And I have no idea if I'm allowed to say what it is yet, but I'm just going to say that I'm playing in a Halloween or spooky one-shot on October the 27th. Ooh. Keep your eyes peeled. More information coming. Peel your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so appropriate. Brian, what you got? Uh, I will just say quickly, first of all, I'm sorry my power went out. That sucked. Uh, secondly, <laughs> um, if you live in the Chicagoland area and you plan on going to Wizard World, uh, you will see the Chumpcast there. You will see us oh. with uh, Chuck Load of Comics, who is a good friend of ours, and we will be hosting the main panels. Uh, at the stage there so a lot of cool stuff a lot of live shows uh, come say hi that's so awesome i had no idea why didn't you tell me i want to surprise you <laughs> wow. anybody uh, else yeah anybody else uh i'll go so uh yep so i am in um into the motherlands which is every wednesday we have another show coming up this wednesday coming up uh I'm in Fae Forge Academy, which a new episode dropped today, which is a um, a 
TTRPG D&D 5e that takes place in the Feywilds, uh, in a school in the Feywilds, so that's really fun. I play like a teenage uh, warlock. Uh, really fun time. Uh, and then I'm also in um, Let's Get Wildmount, and that's on Saturdays with Critical Bard and Opera Greek and Nick Tiefling, a whole bunch of awesome people. Um, oh yeah, and Milk Bath Percy, if you didn't, if you didn't see that, uh, that, that guy's in there too. Um, that guy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, and that's every Saturday. Um, so check me out on that. And that's all the stuff I'm pretty much up to. Awesome. That's it. Just a bunch of really awesome stuff. So nice. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a couple of things coming up in October. Super excited about on October 2nd at uh, Gehenna Gaming on Twitch. We're going to be streaming a Call of Cthulhu one shot that is a, 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 a remix, a redux, if you will, of The Mummy where we are playing Descendants of the cast of the original Mummy movie. Um, I'm playing the British dude whose name I don't remember because I haven't seen the movie in like 10 years. So I'm going to rewatch it. Jonathan. Jonathan, that's what I thought. Yeah, Yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, give me a break. I was not not cast as Brendan Fraser, so I'm the British guy. Uh, (laughs) But it's going to be super fun. I haven't played Cthulhu before, so I'm very excited. Should be fun. So check it out, Gehenna Gaming. Uh, I'll be tweeting about it soon. And then on the 13th, that's a Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central, I'm going to be joining uh, Abraxas, uh, Abraxas Precipice as uh, Jasper Grimes, a demolitions expert uh, aboard the ship. I think, uh, Bree, you've played previously with them, right, in space? Yeah, I did. It's on a Only Play Wizards Twitch channel. Fantastic group, fun system. You're going to have a blast. Yeah, super excited. So if you're into the Expanse, sci-fi, whatever, uh, check it out there on the 13th and i'll be tweeting about that as well and probably something else who knows i actually now remember that i i think i can say the the horror one shot i'm doing on october 27th is with uh abraxas precipice it is going to be also the expanse yeah so (laughs) oh my gosh i am i'm not gonna lie uh i was talking with john about that at one point and i can't because of scheduling so no (laughs) fine well i i wasn't invited so That's going to be awesome. So so check that out. Uh, we're all doing cool stuff in space. Um, it should be fun. Uh, Joe, you got anything? No, no, nothing crazy on my end, other than if you're looking for games of D&D run for your, uh, your co-workers, your friends, your family, I have open schedule sessions open. Uh, you can reach out to me on my social media, on Instagram, at DM if you're looking to book a session. Um, otherwise, thank you again for joining us this evening. We'll be back in two weeks, Friday, October 8th, I believe, is the next session. Same place, same time. And don't forget, if you're ever feeling lost, just look up to the second star on the right and follow it straight on until morning. Thanks, everyone. Bye.